Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. What have we got for you then? How are you, Nicola Murphy? <laughs> I'm well, Kelly Crajan. How are you? Uh, I want to say good, <laughs> but I'm actually a bit stressed out this morning. I can't lie. I can't lie. I was crying into my cornflakes. Oh, no. One of those types of mornings. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened to me last night. So I was, I went to the dentist yesterday and I knew I've got this wonky tooth the last couple of yeah. years. Didn't get it sorted out because basically when it started causing trouble, I was pregnant with Effie mm. and then... Covered it and yeah, so I've it's taken me ages to get it sorted out. And I did see a guy in Cork last year, but then we moved house, so I had to start the process all over here again. So it was on my second or third or fourth consultation last night. I don't know. It's this crown I have that's causing trouble. And uh, anyway, long story short, to get it fixed, removed, implant, three and a half thousand pounds. Oh my gosh. If I was you now, I'd be looking at Turkey. <laughs> I know, see, this is it. Like, loads of people do go over there, but then you're, you know, you don't have the care near you in case something goes wrong. And also, like, these dentists will tell you that those dentists are shoddy, like, you know. Mm, well, yeah, I know loads of people have done it now and they're all very happy with it. Eastern Europe in general is Yeah, Budapest cheap, is another place, isn't it? Yeah. I feel your pain. Uh, I obviously spent a fortune on my teeth as well in mm. the last year. Um, but like, and it's really only one tooth you know, as well. Yeah, it's like one tooth yeah. I'm trying to fix and it was a lot of money more than that. So I feel your pain. It's extremely frustrating and horrible and dentists make a lot of money. <laughs> That's just the bottom line, isn't it? It's oh, kind of scandalous. It like is. 300, 300 quid to have the tooth out. Like, give me, a, give me a pliers, mad. like, for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's reckless. It's reckless. Like, you go to an NHS dentist and get a tooth out for 15 quid or something. When can you, know? you can you wait for the NHS? No. Takes a long time, does it? I can't get on an NHS d- dentist at the moment because they're because of the pandemic. They stopped taking on new patients. It's ridiculous. The whole system is arseways here at the moment. But yeah. anyway, and then there's the the complication with the wedding and stuff because um, if I started the process, I wouldn't have a tooth in that place for the wedding. So I'm like, ah, we'll have to wait till after the wedding now. <laughs> oh no, but sure, you can't see is your bottom and no, middle, you kind of can. It's just there, like it's like a premolar, so you'd see it and well. Actually, my smile's not that big. No, I don't <laughs> think you see it. I I know a few people who don't have that those teeth and I never Anyway, listen, I can't even make the decision at the moment. <laughs> I'm so stressed out about the whole thing. But anyway, that's really boring. What about your amazing news since we were last yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, weird. Sarah. I'm kind of living in a state of not understanding what's happening in life. But uh, yeah, we bought a house. Yeah. So, yeah. Exciting. Very exciting. Oh, exciting. You're a homeowner as well. Yeah, I'm still in shock. Virtually. I still uh, don't understand any of the paperwork. I don't understand anything. I'm so bad at adulting. I just get stressed and like, <laughs> you know, stressed out because I don't understand. I really need someone just to explain everything to me. Like, and like when they're writing in emails and stuff, I just cannot understand it. So, they do it on purpose, yeah. the bastards, to make you feel inferior, don't they? I don't know. I, like, it's terrible because I'm not saying it negatively. Like, it, it is great, but like, it's obviously really daunting at the same time because you're like, is that the right area? Is it the right decision? You know, it's kind of head and heart moving to a different side of the city that I've never lived in before. 
And so, yeah, so great news. But again, I'm just nervous, I suppose, as an expression, you know, but it's great. It's great. It'd be great not to pay rent after paying rent my entire life since I was what, 18. Uh, no, it's amazing. And it's a beautiful house and it's a lovely area. And it's perfect for you guys in terms of your commute and stuff. And sure, what more do you want? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's no, you'll be happy out there. And like, as you said, if it's just a sort of everybody's first home these days, anyway, yeah. you know, the likelihood is you'll move again. Um, yeah. Not like in our parents' day where they sort of moved into a house when they were 25 and they never left, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But it, I think it's just, and, yeah, you see, I'm just a total control freak and not understanding the process. It, not that it knocks the good out of it. It's just, it's very confusing. It, I know, you know it I don't understand under, what's happening. It undermines your confidence. <laughs> yeah, it undermines yeah. your confidence and you feel like, okay, I don't fully understand this, but I'm going to have to trust someone. Yeah, to... exactly. And that's scary when you're talking about mm. like your life. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money and timelines and yeah. Yeah, it's juggling, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but um, no, it's awesome news. So congratulations to Nicola and Jer, as if you didn't have enough stress <laughs> planning the wedding. But anyway, it'd be nice to march into your new home. Um, yeah, I remember true. my friend, my friend Lisa, who actually lives around there as well. She got married and moved into her new house two weeks later. Or was it two weeks before? They were right around. They did something very similar to you guys. So, um, but it was, she was delighted. She thought it was great. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very much like we're starting our new life, you know. Yeah. Newly ways, yeah, it's exciting. New house. And like, yeah. yeah, all that stuff is really exciting, you know, planning it and all that stuff. But like, I just think it is an awful lot at the moment, like literally like dealing with stresses of trying to get priests and that shite sort of then dealing with uh, hotel stuff and wedding stuff and wedding invites and then dealing with house stuff all in one day. Yesterday was just like a blurb. <laughs> You're really so for it. Compartmentalize it. Do it. Do, a, you know, 20 minutes of wedding, 20 minutes of house or whatever and try yeah. and go through It'll it like that grand. rather than blurring the boundaries all the time. No, you're smashing it. And sure there's all a lot exciting. of exciting. Yes, I've been looking you're at range masters and kitchens and colours and yes, and we're definitely gonna invest in a range master, my dream, you know, of all, all Well, I tell you what, you know. if you can get a truck over here, if we get this house we're looking at, if you can get a truck <laughs> over here, you can have ours because it'd be only going to waste. <laughs> Is there why? In your a, in the new one? Yeah, so we're looking at a house <gasps> as well. In fact, we're in negotiations Ooh, about a house. Oh, I didn't know you got Netflix. Yeah, so um, nothing nothing agreed yet, but um, yeah, it's got a range master. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the biggest, waste, the biggest waste of space in the kitchen. I was like, can we just take that out and put a, a, an American fridge in there instead? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, can but, you um, not get rid of the range master? Jesus no, maybe, I won't. Of course I maybe won't. Maybe you'll learn that. to enjoy it, won't I, you? <laughs> uh, no, I will. Of course I'll use it but um sure uh, I don't know I can see I can see myself being uh no well, I can't I was gonna say the hostess with the hostess I will be the hostess with the hostess I don't know about baking the cookies though or whatever but anyway you'd never know um it is kind of countryside so I probably won't have much else to do so I might get right into it you'd never know maybe I should start my own like YouTube channel shit cook to slightly less shit cook <laughs> I'm laughing because the Murphy women are like buying houses and moving out to the country and all this stuff with madness uh-huh. oh god yeah, and we're off to London this weekend uh, as looking well. forward to it yes Murphy, looking forward to it. so looking forward to that so See we're all Murphys. go here Yep. All good. we better get on with it though because uh, it's very early in the morning and we have stuff to do today so okay number one one so first up this week is something rather, I don't know, flimsical. <laughs> uh, 
the world's most famous female mouse is getting an outfit makeover. <laughs> I love it when your laugh is so big, it cuts out the audio. Sorry. No, no, no. It's like, what? So Minnie Mouse will soon be changing into oh. a smart blue pantsuit. Oh, you oh didn't cop it was Minnie Mouse. I thought it was an actual mouse. I was like envisioning this little mouse that's like famous on TikTok or something. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I had some LSD on my cornflakes this morning. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so Minnie Mouse will soon be changing into a smart blue pantsuit, swapping out her traditional red polka dot dress while keeping her iconic bow. Hmm, how reassuring. Uh, the new look was designed by Stella McCartney to celebrate 30 years of Disneyland's Paris Resort. Despite the change being just a temporary one, it has been met with a mixed reaction online from Disney fans. Minnie will debut the blue tuxedo in Disney's Paris Entertainment Resort from March 2022, where she will wear it in time for Women's History Month. This new take on her signature polka dots makes Minnie Mouse a symbol of progress for a new generation, McCartney said. Walt Disney Studios has moved in recent years to boost its on-screen diversity, setting films in new locations and casting characters from a wider range of backgrounds. In its upcoming ad- adaptation of Snow White, the studio is casting Latina actress Rachel Zegler in the film's starring role. But isn't there a bit of controversy about the dwarves in it? Did know. you hear about that? No. Yeah, you know, you're fecking controversy about everything lately. <laughs> you're the guy from um, Game of Thrones, whose name I can never remember. Peter Dinklage? Yes, he criticised them recently for not casting dwarves. I think they're are they doing it like oh. CGI or whatever. And oh. anyway, I'm telling probably Fabes here, so I'm going to stop talking about it. But um, yeah, uh, while some have welcomed the mouse's sartorial rebrand, others despaired at her departure from the classic ruby red colours and her well-known dress. And then some conservative said something about it that's really boring. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, later... Uh, <laughs> They joked about Hillary Clinton's famous penchant for pantsuits. Um, they said, we'll check in with her office and see whether or not she approves of the changes in Paris. <laughs> Some po- fans pointed out online that it isn't the first time Minnie Mouse wore trousers. In 2019, the cartoon made her debut as Captain Mimi, Minnie on a board at Disney Cruise Line sporting a white pair of sailor trousers. Minnie Mouse was first introduced to comic book readers almost 100 years ago as the love interest of Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse character. They never really went anywhere as a couple though, did they? No. (laughs) Mickey and Minnie. No. Uh, And in 1942 it was revealed that her full name is... Do you know, Nicola? Full name of Minnie Mouse. What does Minnie... What's Minnie short for? Oh God, I don't know. What is it? Minerva. Oh, Wow. Learn something new every day. So that's uh, that's that. But also I wanted to mention, and I'm going to talk about this, I think, in more detail next week. But um, on the 5th of March, the National Women's Council is holding a rally outside the Dáil to mm. demand action on critical issues women face to ensure hashtag no woman is left behind. They are on a big, big campaign now to tackle some issues including violence against women so but other things too so I'm going to talk about that more next week so get in your diary if you're free 5th of March get to Dublin kick some asses there you go number two two number two so I touched on it last week so this week I actually watched it is the new HBO series which is it's not very HBO but it's on HBO and on Sky um, The Gilded Age that I talked about last week oh, and that was yeah. completely tongue-tied but uh-huh. so the new series so it is um, 
kind of Downton Abbey-esque is what I would say, you know, in terms of like upstairs, downstairs kind of vibe to it, you know. It is definitely from the same people as Downton Abbey also, but the casting in it is very interesting. So in it is um, Carrie Coon is like the, the, the main kind of, like young attractive woman in it so do you know her she's really really pretty she was in left oh she was in oh no sorry i'm getting confused <laughs> sorry carrie coon is the like new money so it's kind of new money versus old money right and the old money new yorkers are appalled by all the new money new yorkers okay so carrie coon was in the leftovers which is an unbelievable season if you've a series if you've never seen it she's also in things like fargo and she was also in the latest ghostbuster movie which i hear is crap i haven't watched it yet but you'd recognize her scenery but she's particularly big in the leftovers she's one of the main characters anyway she plays like the new money that moves in across the street from basically old money in new york and it's all about kind of that uh, rise of new money within New York. So Christina Bransky, one of my faves, is again kind of the old money New Yorker spinster who lives with her sister. And her sister is played by Cynthia Nixon as kind of like this really airy fairy kind of character. It's kind of a weird character for her, actually. But um, then their niece comes to live with them. And they're, so they basically fell out with their brother and then he died and he left his daughter nothing like literally gambled it all away so she moves to New York to be with them and it's all basically about the kind of rise of that and I'd say like you know there's going to be a few relationships here and there and then you have kind of the upstairs downstairs you know in the sense of you have all the maids and butlers Mm. and all that and their own kind of stuff going on downstairs but uh, I really like it it's really shot class you know like it's a bit like I suppose Bridgerton or any of those or Downton Abbey mm. with the beautiful costumes and all that stuff. But I really like her. Um, Christine Bransky is one of my favorites and she is like a real like kind of there's depth to her and she has a soft side, but she's also a hardened woman, you know, if you mm. get me. And it's mm. all kind of about, OK, like the niece comes to say, but the niece has to follow the rules and the niece doesn't want to follow the rules because she's a bit more kind of modern and all that. And now Carrie Coon across the road. We think that like her son, she's this gorgeous looking son is just back from Harvard. That's not a New York accent, but Boston. anyway, um, Boston. Boston. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so Harvard. Yeah, there we are. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we, I think something's going to happen there. And yeah, so it's only the I only oh. watched the first episode. It was long. It was like eighty minutes or something. It was really oh my long. God. <laughs> but, I feel invested already because uh, yeah. I love a bit of period drama. I must say, um, it sounds like they're kind of trying to ride the Bridgerton wave a little bit, doesn't it? Well, actually, um, this was. Apparently they came up with this idea years ago and then oh. COVID, it was supposed to be um, released in May and uh, May of 2019 and COVID mm-hmm. pushed it and messed it up and all that stuff like so. Um, but it's on Sky as well. So you can watch it on Sky Player on Sky mm-hmm. and it's on every Monday night. So it's on uh, Sunday nights in the States and you can catch it on Monday night here. But yeah, it's good. And you know who else is in it? Uh, who, who's in The Good Fight as well is, um, oh, what's her name? We, oh, what is her name? But she's in The Good Fight. There's a few characters that are actresses that are in, actors that are in The Good Fight that are actually in this too. So I wonder if mm. there's something going on there that there's like a lot of them. Because like Christine Brown. She's maybe, well Cynthia Nixon's stuff. maybe a producer, is she? 
and she might have. I don't know. No, I don't yeah. think so. But um, yeah. So anyway, like I've only watched one episode, and it's kind of hard to keep up with. You know, this one's name and that one's name and all that so far because mm. it's only one episode. But mm. I really liked it. If you like Downton, if you like Bridgerton, any of that kind of vibe, it's the same. You know, like with the the rules, and you know, you have to dress a certain way, and you have to mm-hmm. you know, the young women have to come out in society, and all that stuff. And um, your one Carrie Coon's character, the new New Yorker, you know, dresses very outlandish. You know, mm-hmm. like all these kind of mad costumes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's nice. It's worth a watch for sure. Um, I think it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. Like it, it's a nice kind of shut off from the world kind of thing too, because it's old agey. I kind of like yeah. that. It was the same with Downton. You know, you could kind of shut shut off and watch it. Yeah, so, there isn't like vibe. murder and rape and. No, nothing like that yet. Like, there's a bit of racism and obviously a lot of like society, like divisions in society and stuff like that. Like, at one point, like towards the end of the episode, it's not really a spoiler, but she has a party like Carrie Coon's character, and like nobody turns up because she's new, you know, and her husband is in like you know railroads or something and they've just the new money so you know everyone kind of looks down their nose at them although they've built this massive house on fifth avenue and all that poor little rich girl exactly but it's good yeah i'm enjoying Mm. it so there you go that's my recommendation for the week and actually a lot of people have said to me they've been watching uh, yellow jackets (laughs) yes i the ending of it was a bit mad is all i would say uh it may be disappointing yeah, slightly, maybe. Uh, kind of. Or they just want you cliffhanger you. They want to cliffhanger you. Yeah, they're taking a bit, bit of a, not disappointing, but it's taking more of a kind of superstitious kind of route now, I think, you know. But I'm excited for the second, the second series. And Juliette Lewis is bloody brilliant in it. And Christina Ricci's mm. character is excellent. So, yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, going back to last week, uh, a lot of my buddies now and people are watching it and they're all enjoying it. So, cool. That yeah, there's a couple of new things or a couple of things coming back soon. I saw something about Stranger Things season four oh, there yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And there was something else that they said had concluded filming. Oh, God, I can't remember now. But yeah, there's Bridgerton. Loads. Bridgerton should be back soon as well. Bridgerton. Yeah, well, that's concluded. Yeah. No, it wasn't. There was something else. Now I can't remember. But um. Yeah, Scary Girls so, is coming back, I think, in the mm-hmm. next while. That'll be the last season. That'll be good. We're just kind of finishing up all those things we started since Christmas. The tourist, <laughs> uh, close to me. Um, Rules of the Game. We started another one, Responder, with Martin Freeman, which is very different to what he normally does. He mm. usually plays a fairly kind of kooky, intellectual kind of character yeah. in most things. Whereas in this, he's... Uh, a bent copper, a slightly bent copper, you know, and he's buffing it like he's muscly yeah. and kind of unshaven and he looks mm. completely different. Like it's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of different. So first episode was kind of intriguing. So I'll stick with that. I like uh, him yeah. in anything. Really yeah, I like him. Good, yeah, yeah. generally what, anything he's in is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There you go. Telly for this week. Moving on. Number three. Free. So again, last week we were talking about Bridget 2022, that festival that's on in Dublin celebrating women. Hmm. So I thought, who better to celebrate this week than Bridget? <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. And do you know Day. what? Do you know, isn't it like, isn't it a tradition or something that when it's a nice day here on February 1st that we're going to have like a nice spring or summer? Wasn't that like an is old it? wife's tale? Is that yeah. not May Day? Is that not May Day, oh. the first of May? <laughs> is that not Mary's? What? Really? I, Feast of I was there yesterday. It's a lovely day. We're going to oh, have I could be totally wrong. Sure. What do I know about these things? Like I ever really paid attention to them, these <sighs> traditional things. So anyway, St. Bridget's Day is dedicated to the saint nicknamed Muirin 
Nail or the Mary of the Irish. The special position attributed to her is reflected even in the name Bridget, which means high, lofty, elevated or exalted one, which Ooh. completely fits our mother when you think about it. <laughs> our, mo- our mother, Bridget, a.k.a. Breed Murphy. She's not listening anymore, so we don't need to say anything. <laughs> Prior to any veneration of the early Christian saint, the 1st of February was the day on which the festival of Imbolc was held in Ireland, a festival which, in welcoming the arrival of spring, had as its focus fertility and propagation. The word Imbolc literally means in the womb. Attached to the celebration of Imbolc was the pre-Christian deity Bridget, patroness of poets, smith workers and livestock, goddess of healing and daughter of the Dagda, who himself was father god of the Tua the Danon, the mythical race said to inhabit Ireland before the arrival of humans. I don't know an awful lot about that stuff. I'd love to read up a bit more about that. Mm. Anyway, um, the Festival of Imbolc, dedicated it as it is to the goddess Bridget and falling as it does on the 1st of February, would seem later to have become heavily associated with the woman who, born in County Louth around 455 AD, Christianised her tribe, took the name Bridget and went on to establish what is likely Ireland's oldest monastery in Kildare. This is a demonstration of the central role of women at that early phase in the Christian church in Ireland, which is also very interesting, I think. Um, The most widely known custom connected with St. Bridget's Day involves the construction of rushwork crosses, as we all know from our bleeding fingers when we were children in primary school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I remember trying to make them and like the confusion of trying to make them. I I think it was nice. I have a nice memory of making them. In fact, I have a memory of going on Radio Kerry with somebody else talking about it. You should have known then. Well, we were little future. kids, yeah. <laughs> so these crosses are most likely pre-Christian in origin and appear in a variety of types. Most familiar, perhaps, is the four-armed swastika type cross, although there are also three-armed crosses and elaborate lozenge type crosses found in other portions of the country. These crosses hung in the rafters of the house, were employed to garner the blessing of the saint and to protect the home against fire. The cross-making tradition was quite weak in Leinster and would seem to have been almost entirely unknown in County Wicklow. More mm. widely observed across Ireland was the practice of dressing up the dash of a churn. You know, something you churn, you know, that you <laughs> yeah, make butter yeah, with. Butter, yeah. um, and as an effigy of the saint. And this effigy was called the Breedogue. The Breedogue having been constructed, a band of young men would travel the locality from house to house, massed in wizards, so as to be rendered anonymous and wearing strange clothes and women's garments, this motley assortment known as the Biddy Boys would play mouth organs, melodians and concertinas in each of the houses they visited. Upon entering the house, the Biddy Boys would begin their music, singing and dancing and the leader of the procession, brandishing the effigy of the saint, would entreat the occupants therein to hand over a few pence in order that St. Bridget might bless and protect them in the year ahead. Uh, the money gathered by the Biddy Boys was thereafter used in organising a dance in the locality. Or, as was described in one instance, to put good use in an altogether more private capacity at the local <laughs> public house. <laughs> this is a good article. This came from, our, uh, from RTE if anybody wants to read the long version of it. But anyway, St. <clears throat> Bridget herself was said to have travelled across Ireland on the eve of her feast and items were often left outside the house overnight so as to procure her blessing. Um, in the land around Lorry Cal- Lower Callery in Northeast Wicklow, a dish of salt was kept outside on the eve of the first. This was used to cure sore throats. In other parts of the country, a mm. ribbon or a piece of fabric was left out overnight. This was known as Bridget's mantle and was used to ensure fertility in women and assist them in childbirth. St. Bridget's curative powers are further recognisable in her lore regarding holy wells in Wicklow that bear her name. Lore Callery in Northeast Wicklow has two holy wells dedicated to St. Bridget, the water from one which has been renowned to have a cure for vomiting. <laughs> oh my God, man. Um... Blah, 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 blah. Lots of wells. Loads of crack with Bridget. 
Okay. Symbols of fertility, rebirth and femininity resonate throughout Bridget and with some and with spring come the gifts of propagation, renewal and growth. So it's interesting. Right. It didn't go into too much detail about Bridget, St. Bridget, Bridget herself, but just the, the idea, idea of that. Yeah. yeah, that rebirth, that kind of almost, uh, what's the word? Um, character, not characterization. Humanization of if she's nearly an effigy of an it effigy, kind of thing, yeah. yeah. But so do you know go. what we were saying it yesterday because for years there there wasn't much talk St. Bridget's Day, and now there's loads of talk about it again. And now the first Monday in Ireland, um, going forward, so next year, every first Monday in February is going to be a bank holiday due to Bridget's yeah. Day, so it's it's nice because it's like a female saying too, and it's yeah, and I think, the, kinda, I think the thing is it's our sort of a celebration of women as well, isn't it? So, yeah, and spring and rebirth and all these things, but mm. it is kind of controversial, controversial because don't we say that in Ireland that the first of February is the start of spring, but like a lot of other countries don't say that? Oh, There's a lot of war about this, <laughs> myself and Stuart have been fighting about this for 18 years. That's no exaggeration. He would absolutely. I used to say, yeah, winter is November, December, January, first yeah. February, spring, and he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, it's like different. We a every month later. year we have this conversation nearly, but it's yeah, it's always yeah. the same. Where it's like, it's actually got. It, it is. I've looked it up because we've got to mm. come to nearly blows over this. I've <laughs> looked it up, and it's like just basically different places teach different um, seasons depending on what calendar you follow. follow. So it's like the Roman calendar or I don't know, the flipping pagan calendar or whatever. I don't know. Like, I guess because the pagan stuff does follow that, you know, yeah, first of February is the first of spring, so that's probably what we learned, ironically enough, yeah. rather than the Roman one. But um, there you go. And sometimes it's, people just do it to suit their yeah. Work well, like I am here, I'm happy to be like this is spring now. <laughs> I'm all here oh, for totally. spring. Happily, mm. like the earlier the better to leave behind the winter. And actually, but sure, there's it was a, a grand stretch in the evenings, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on. So number four. Four. Uh, so this week I um, wanted to talk about something kind of nice and light and uh, entertainment for all because I've been talking about such kind of specific things the last few weeks. But it is everybody's probably heard this um, working in the tech world, as I have done for 10 years, you meet with a lot of people who are very much into the internet and apps and stuff to entertain them in the you know like as yeah. in I mean, you're being very I was going to say you better be polite here but you're actually not so uh, much now but I'm like before keyboard warriors <laughs> no but anyway um, so this week and I think next week I'll touch on a couple of the like websites and stuff that back in my day when we were on tech support and you're sitting there on a Sunday and you get one call the entire day, the ways to <laughs> fill your time and give you <laughs> entertainment. Okay. So yeah. everyone's probably heard of this, but if you haven't and you're not that techie or whatever, it is a joy. So it's a website, it's on Instagram and it's on Twitter and it is boardpanda.com. <laughs> you heard Board of it. Panda. I follow it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, so it is literally like the whole purpose behind it is when you're bored at work, yeah. like or bored in life, here's all these random things to keep you entertained. So like it's a million things and it's one thing, do you know? So yeah. like for example, on the website today, the first thing that comes up again, a totally random. Um so you have three sections, so you feature, trending, and latest. You also have uh, across the top, you've all the different categories, including Art, photography, animals, funny, travel, illustration, comics, DIY, parenting, 
uh, Ask Pandas, where you can ask questions and of other readers and stuff. So uh, today, some of the things that are trending are uh, 88 ominous positivity memes to force you to feel better about yourself. 88 <laughs> of them. So there you go. Um, mm-hmm. A story about stray cat saved a diorama restaurant during the pandemic by simply lounging on the miniature models. So it was like, you know, the little <laughs> diagrams, the, you know, the dioramas. Yeah, yeah. So random. Anyway, a father of two-year-old twins wonders if he actually needs to show gratitude to his wife, who is a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> so he literally oh tweeted about it. It's like that guy a few weeks ago who tweeted about his wife. Shoveling the snow. Shoveling the snow. She just after, came over. <laughs> she's such a hero, 13 hours in A&E or whatever, looking after people. And now look at her shoveling snow. What a hero. And it's like, put yeah, down the I know, go asshole. downstairs. <laughs> Very but, funny. Um, yeah. Loads of randoms at the next one there. Like artist makes the streets fun again by creating graffiti that interests um that interacts with its surroundings, you know, really cool pictures and stuff like that. And then there's just loads of stuff. It's totally random, but Mm. hours and hours and hours of entertainment. Here's one. So 31 British phases, phrases, should I say, that are absolutely loved by (laughs) non-Brits. So maybe we can do this one at the weekend. You know, I'll bring out the list and we can start throwing in all these (laughs) phrases. See what the English think of that. Yeah. yeah, so there's loads. So it's really good crack. And like it, it's, it obviously takes like screenshots and trends and all the stuff from Twitter, Reddit, all this stuff and brings it to one place to provide entertainment. Mm, and it's usually mm-hmm. good, clean fun. You know, it's mm. not, there's nothing really like that negative or anything like that. Um, yeah, so there's, there's one here as well. A magazine in 1889 asked women why they are single. And then they received some hilarious answers. And literally 1889, like women had responded to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool it's gas great crack there's another similar one next week that's an app that i'll talk about but um hours of entertainment lots of fun and like i said it's gathering the best bits from the internet so if you're like don't want to go and look at twitter because it's so toxic sometimes but you get like one laugh out of 100 tweets go mm. to board panda instead and get the best stuff. i'm sure people are getting a lot more laughs considering what we've been telling them to follow <laughs> if they follow yeah. all of those but Board Panda is, I know I followed on Instagram, but it's, it's a website. Mm. Yeah. It is a website. Yeah, it's a website, Twitter and on Instagram. It's on all Boardpanda. three. It's probably, on, it's probably on TikTok or Snapchat, all those as well. But obviously they wouldn't be my forte. I'm too old for that shit. Cool. But um, yeah, it's on everything. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, it's on Instagram as well. And uh, now the Instagram is a bit kind of mad, random. Like it doesn't really show you the articles and stuff. It'll put up a picture yeah, and then kind of talk it, about it a bit. I wouldn't have known... I know I followed them and I wouldn't have known exactly what it yeah, was. Yeah, so the mm-hmm. Twitter or the website is the best. The website's the best, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think there might even be an app for it, but um, I'll check that out there. But yeah, it's just, listen, hours of entertainment. If you're sitting on the couch or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, if you're in a boring meeting, uh, yeah, there is an app as well. So same kind of thing. You can scroll through mm-hmm. it on the app. But there you are. So hours of entertainment, good, clean fun, bit of a laugh, nothing too serious. Bing, bang, bosh. That's what it's all about. That's what uh, number four is all about, Nicola, isn't it? Uh, speaking of which, um, Wordle sold. The guy who made I Wordle saw. sold it. Oh my God, he must have made a fortune. Seven figure sum. <gasps> so, yeah, in the millions. Obviously, the wife but, is um, really happy now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, that's no, I'm word really <laughs> happy. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, moving on to number five. Bye. 
So this week I'm talking about the Brits. They're on next week. And oh yeah, I saw Dell is going to perform. I saw there. Oh my god, they're dropping like flies though. There was a couple of people lined oh, up. Really? Like Doja Cat was supposed to be on. I think she's had to cancel. And um, yeah, there's loads, loads of people cancelling tours because of COVID. Like Elton John has cancelled some. Lionel Richie, Richly, Rich T, <laughs> Richie has cancelled some. Like there's mad stuff going on at the moment. But anyway. The Brit Awards this year will scrap gender-specific categories. The first mm. nominations under the new system actually delivered the most female nominees in more than a decade with Adele, Olivia, Rodrigo and Dua Lipa all in the running for multiple prizes. Adele ties with Ed Sheeran, Little Sims and Dave for the most nominations. They received four apiece and all feature in the prestigious Best Album, Best British Artist categories. Sam Fender competes the shortlist for those awards and picks up a third citation for Best Rock Artist. Uh, Little Mix, who this year became the first female act to win Best British Group, are in the running for the prize once again. Their competition includes Coldplay, who receive a record ninth nomination. They've won it four times alongside Grimer, Grime Act, D-Block Europe and two female fronted bands, Wolf Alice and London Grammar. Mad! Mm. Um, and ABBA seal their triumphant return by being shortlisted for Best International Band. They go up against K-pop giants, BTS, Eurovision winners, Manchkin, indie band, The War on Drugs and Bruno Mars' 1970s throwback, Silk Sonic. Never Which heard. I know nothing I about. Know yeah, that. yeah. Really. Neither did I. I must look it up. So the prizes will be handed out on the eighth of February. Uh, Mo Gilligan has taken over from Jack Whitehall as host. Um, I find Jack Whitehall a bit marmitey, to be honest. The ceremony will also see the introduction of four new genre awards, recognizing the best pop, rock, dance, and hip hop acts of the year. The winners in those categories will be ter- determined by a public vote via TikTok. Oh. Um, mm. Organizers announced their intention to retire the gendered categories in November, shortly before voting for the 2022 Brit Awards commenced. It meant the creation of two new awards, British Artist of the Year and International Artist of the Year to replace the previous male and female categories. The move came after non-binary pop singer Sam Smith was frozen out of these awards at this year's ceremony. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the Brits responded saying gendered categories are very much under review. Blah, blah, blah. That was all last year. After consulting with the industry, organisers decided to go ahead with the change, perhaps encouraged by the example of the Grammys and the MTV Awards. <clears throat> Both of which dropped gendered categories in the 2010s and have since seen an even split between male and female winners. In total, mm-hmm. 18 female acts are up for an award. However, women are still vastly outnumbered on the 2022 shortlist. Those 18 women are joined by how many men? Oh, my God. I don't know. 46. <laughs> 48, Nicola. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was illustrating <laughs> the music industry's frustratingly slow progress on diversity. Um, and also they're saying that um, Adele, if Adele wins Best Album, she will equal Robbie Williams' tally oh. for Best Albums. To be fair, she uh, He won 13... He's won 13 Brits and all. So there you go. She could probably be Robbie, you know. And I do love oh, no, I'm Robbie. lying. <laughs> I'm lying. Not albums. She will have won 13, the same as Robbie, the most Brits of all time. She leaked his record. We were uh, sitting at home a few weeks ago drinking margaritas on a Friday night when it was Isn't our, it? you know, the freedom announcement was, you know, the restrictions announcement. And mm. we started playing old Robbie Williams and I got such joy out of it. I must say, like Road mm. to Mendeley and all that, you know, songs I hadn't mm. heard in years. We got, we really enjoyed it, the two of us. <laughs> so all hail Robbie if he all comes back Robbie. one day. Although he's gotten old. He's got mm. 
Do you know who's got an album out and there is a cracking single out? The Divine Comedy. Oh, really? I liked it. It's so... It's, I'm not joking you, it's Turn Up The Radio. It's, I think Aww. the song is called My Favourite Mistakes or My Best Mistakes, something like that. Oh, I'm sick of it up. It's excellent. And the only reason I know is because I've heard them playing it on Radio 2 over here, which is completely middle-aged radio station to listen to. <laughs> so watch out, people. But um, I was uh, laughing as well because last week I feel like you were the first person to tell me about the Spotify thing. And then as the week went on, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And Johnny Mitchell obviously left yeah. Spotify as well and stuff. It's kind of yeah. growing, it's growing legs and stuff. But you were the first person who told me about it. So I feel like and you also, curve, Ken. <laughs> David Crosby, who Crosby stills Nash, one of the biggest folk rock artists of all time. So Young would have been a part mm. of their band originally, Neil Young. So David Crosby was on Twitter yesterday saying, Can anybody get me Taylor Swift's contact? So it's like they're starting a gang to team up against Spotify. It's hilarious because he's pulled all his music off. Joni Mitchell's pulled all her music off. It's kind of good to see things getting shaken up, even if nothing really comes of it, you know. But I've seen people um, saying online, what are my alternatives to Spotify, you know. Yeah, people People are actually actually like, you know. Apple Music, but it's not really the same, but yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They're saying like Bandcamp, you know, that you should go on oh, direct because yeah. they give more of the profits directly to the artists. Oh, I've so I've used Bandcamp a few times, but oh my God, Bandcamp's been around forever. Yeah, Bandcamp. it sounds familiar, but I just don't really know what you... Yeah, so you go onto the artist page and you you buy the music off the artist and you download it there or whatever. It's not streaming, like, um, but yeah, I mean, I used that IOMOIO for a long time where you literally buy the music. Yes, and, I remember But I'd did, say yeah. that's pretty... Um, dodgy in terms of how much the money goes to the artist. East, I think it was like based in Eastern Europe or Russia or somewhere. Yeah. But yes, so maybe there should be a more ethical streaming service out there that um, people could get on board with. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one because I don't think Spotify have said much about the whole thing, have they? Like it's been kind of just they're ignoring. Well, it. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan came out and said he was going to try harder. Basically, oh. whatever that means. Right, so. Mm. Anywho. Right, better get on with the day. Love you all. Be Thanks back next everybody. week. Like and share. Ciao, ciao. And Have a good one. All that jazz. Have a good one. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye.